Are you having your first period? Or do you simply have to poop really, really bad? Now, that's not a question I would have ever imagined we would have to ask, but unfortunately, today we do. In a world where information is manipulated and controlled, the truth is a stronghold in the culture war. Join Victor Nieves. Arm yourself with knowledge and take a deep dive. Oh, man. All right. Welcome to the deep dive. I'm your host, Victor Nieves. Now, the reason I, I brought us in with such a bizarre and strange, seemingly pointless question is because unfortunately these days, the obvious is no longer quite so obvious. You know, there's this story, it's going around relatively viral, I've covered it a handful of times, I've tried to cover this story on a variety of social media platforms to no avail, because every time you talk about the truth on Twitter or Instagram or etc., they either take the video down, take the account down, or sometimes they just shadow ban it, and they don't, they don't let anyone see it. So for a little bit of backstory here and to kind of bring us in today, there's this video going super viral of this young man, and that's what he is. We get to call him what he is here on the podcast. It's one of the blessings of, uh, of podcast content as opposed to social media content. There's this young man out there, and I feel for him because he's a, a deeply troubled and highly confused young man. I don't say this just to belittle him or make it to seem as if he's less of a human or something like that. Really, truly, you may not believe me, but my heart does go out for people who are suffering from serious mental illness, things like gender dysphoria. But there's this young man out there, and he has, I assume, maybe a friend or a family member recording him, and he's rolling around on his bed holding his his abdomen, he's holding his, his lower stomach in pain. He's writhing in pain, flopping around, and he starts to discuss how he's having his very first menstrual cramp. He says he is a transgender woman, that he is now, uh, he identifies as a girl, and that period cramps, you know, he's suffering now, from his his first battle with period cramps. He's saying periods are no joke. This is womanhood. If that's not the most insulting thing you've ever heard, I don't know what is. He, he, he grabs his stomach and he complains that he's suffering through period cramps, which obviously all of us who have not lost touch with reality, we know that that's quite literally, biologically and physically, that is impossible. He does not have a vagina, and he does not have a uterus. He cannot, he cannot have his, his uterine wall begin to shed like that. He, he cannot have these problems. You know, a period, I'm not a woman and I'm not a doctor, but it's my understanding a period is what happens whenever a woman's body has prepared to have a child, and the woman does not have a child. So then the body recycles this basic process, and it has to get rid of, essentially get rid of the preparation that was made within the uterus, and the woman bleeds that out. It's a notoriously uncomfortable experience for all legitimate women, 
And it's something that they have to live with through their entire, uh, essentially their entire life from the time that they're uh, oftentimes a young adolescent. You know, when they first hit puberty going forward, they live a very large percentage of their life, obviously, you know, menopause and et cetera, as they go on. But women live with this reality of actually having to deal with real menstrual cramps, real uh, issues that go along with that for a week every single month. They actually have to deal with that in real life, not just in the world of make-believe. And it's, it's, it's physically impossible for a young man to experience that. And so this guy's rolling around, he's, he's clutching his stomach, and to make light of it, I've joked about this and I've said, you know, if this young man is actually experiencing the level of discomfort that he's at least kind of, you know, he's trying to let on, as if he's really suffering through some, some pretty serious cramps. In fact, I forgot to mention this, but he has one of those heating pads you know, a lot of women have, have bought these as of recent. They kind of help soothe, uh, so I hear at least, the intensity and, and some of the the discomfort that goes along with menstrual cramps. You can put this heating pad uh, on your stomach there. And he has one of those heating pads on his stomach as he writhes around in agony, having his, his first period, you know. And it's just so insulting to me. But to make, to make light of it, I, I said, you know, if a guy is experiencing these sorts of symptoms. If he's actually in, in this much pain, he's writhing around, he feels the need to go grab a, a heating pad and etc. Odds are, this man is about to have a life-altering toilet experience. He is horribly, and I mean horribly, constipated. He, he has a bowel blockage. He has an intestinal issue. He has a life-changing turd making its way through his bowels. He's not going through a period. He's quite literally, physically, actually full of crap. I mean, actual poop. This guy is actually full of poop. Now, that's kind of on the on the, the best-case scenario sort of thing. I suppose he could have had a hernia. I suppose, uh, you know, I had some people more familiar with these medical symptoms tell me that he could also be suffering potentially... Uh, from his his uh, appendix exploding, he he could be suffering from appendicitis, the rupturing, which can be potentially lethal. By the way, is lethal in fact unless you treat it, uh, removing the appendix and etc. Very very big problem if you have your appendix explode. So nobody around him is taking this seriously because they're all just going along. They're a part of the joke. The people who allegedly love him and care for him are watching and recording as he apparently writhes in pain, knowing that he cannot be experiencing a period. Therefore, he could potentially be experiencing a life-threatening case of his appendix exploding. So they don't take that seriously, which tells me they know he's joking, and he's just being facetious and insulting. We currently live in a world where men who simply have to poop can dress up as women and tell everyone they're having their period, and the world expects us to clap like a bunch of trained seals at SeaWorld. That's what they've lowered us to. They've lowered you and I, rational adult human beings. They've lowered us to the level of trained seals in some sort of aquatic show where we're, we're not supposed to question what's going on. We're not supposed to think critically for ourselves. We're simply supposed to ingest the sardines... The sardines are the narrative at hand, and then we clap. 
We ingest the sardines, we balance a ball on our nose, we do some tricks, whatever it is they tell us to, and then we clap like a stupid seal for whatever it is that they tell us that we're supposed to be celebrating. And today, we're supposed to be celebrating the fact that this man is about to birth a Democrat. He simply has to take a gigantic, gigantic poop. Oh, goodness. Okay, so <laughs> anyways, kind of, uh, kind of changing gears here. In other news, I want to take a second to somewhat brag about the state of Missouri and brag a little bit about an article of mine that got published in the Gateway Pundit titled, How Missouri Defeated the All-Ages Drag Show. So, for a little bit of context here, there is an all-ages drag show named, uh, I think it's called A Drag Queen Christmas. It's one of these stupid, insulting, godless, uh, you know, so-called family-friendly drag shows that tours the nation. It's hosted by a, a relatively well-known, I, I guess, in the drag community, a relatively well-known drag queen, and it toured, I think it was 36 different cities in the United States, bounced all across the country, doing these disgusting, degenerate, perverted, highly sexualized uh, adult-style shows where they would advertise for the event. They would advertise and say, children are welcome at this event. They would say, this is a kid-friendly, a family-friendly, all-ages drag queen show. And then they would proceed to have three-quarters naked men doing clearly, clearly sexual gestures, humping each other, big, fake, prosthetic boobs with nipples and everything hanging out. It, completely disgusting stuff, right? Disgusting, disgusting material. And so some journalists had kind of gone and snuck in and recorded some of this stuff. It was very clear that this was a gross, uh, anything but a wholesome, family-friendly event. And so we got word that little old Chesterfield, Missouri was going to be one of the stops on this tour. And for those of you who don't know, I basically live there. I'm not very far off. That's where the radio station is. I'm literally there every single day of my life. I'm in Chesterfield, Missouri, and it's a, a a good American conservative area. It's not some big, huge, big town area. It's it's nice, and it's only maybe 35 minutes from St. Louis, but it's not some New York City or Chicago City kind of place. It's It's still a little bit of a wholesome environment. Well, we get word that this tour is coming to Chesterfield, Missouri, and that it's going to be, again, an all-ages event. And so we absolutely, we weren't having that. So we start spreading word. And the entire area, the whole community starts spreading the word. And we actually ended up establishing what is now the blueprint. In Missouri, we established the blueprint that's using or being used all across the entire country to defeat these all-ages drag shows. So I want to kind of tell you that story and explain what we did. So we get wind, we get news <clears throat> that there's going to be this drag show. It's going to have these kids. And Missouri law directly prohibits that. It is illegal in the state of Missouri. It's also illegal federally to show children explicit pornographic material. And it's illegal at the local level. The city of Chesterfield also had laws that prohibit showing children grotesquely inappropriate material as well. 
So people get wind, they start contacting everyone, you know, the community organizers start, you know, forming protests are planned and, and we start calling the venue. That was the first thing. Everybody started calling the venue and telling them not to host this event. Don't host the event. Then a handful of conservative talk radio hosts, myself included, started spreading the word on the radio and telling the radio listeners to all call this venue as well and to call senators, to call representatives, to call the police and inform them that this is illegal. What we also started doing, and I helped promote this as well, was we started having people go to the Facebook page of this venue and leave them one-star reviews and say that this is a place that endangers children and it's not a place where you should do business. So immediately... We see tons of calls are being made. The police start getting involved. Senators start getting involved. State senators get involved. They start sending letters. They start contacting the Highway Patrol, the Chesterfield Police Department. They start destroying this business's reviews on Facebook and Google and et cetera. They went from like a five-star venue to like a two-star venue basically overnight because of what they'd done. And eventually... They, they caved. Eventually, this venue, they caved to the pressure, and they changed it. And then it was only an 18 and up event. It was an adults only. And I still disagree with the, the content. I'm still not a big fan of this degenerate stuff that's going on there. But at least it's for adults only. At least they're not going to be bringing in the children and making the children watch these, these men and their, their bare exposed butt cheeks being shaken in front of the, the faces of these young kids. So anyways, we end up defeating this. We end up getting it moved to only adults. And without realizing it, we sort of, we sort of uh, set the blueprint on how to do that. We set the blueprint on how to defeat these, these drag queen whatever things And that is, well, it's a few things. First, you have to contact the entire community. You have to let everybody know and spread the outrage. Then you have to contact your representatives, your senators, and then the police. You have to go to the police. And you have to make it very, very clear that you're going to make sure that the police are involved in this event. Because these drag queen people, they don't want the police there. They don't want the police to be watching what they're doing because what they do is actually illegal. Federal law prohibits exposing children to like sexually explicit content and things of that nature. It is illegal. These shows, what they're doing when they bring in kids is illegal. And so when they find out that the police have been contacted and the police will actually be there, suddenly their tone changes and the venue has a lot of say. The venue that's hosting the event can say, actually, um, we've had a lot of pushback. We've had the police come out and talk to us, tell us that they don't want us to do this. We're going to change this to 18 and up. And I published this article. I, I wrote on this in good detail and published this article in the Gateway Pundit. Now, just a few weeks later, we find out that Ron DeSantis in Florida is actually going to be investigating this exact same drag queen tour, went through Florida and hosted an all-ages event. Well, Ron DeSantis is going to have a, a for real, like a criminal investigation into this drag queen tour because they may have broken the law. And in fact, probably not. 
uh, may have, it's almost certain that they did break the law. The very nature of these shows is to expose children to disgusting, graphic, sexual content. If it wasn't, why do they care so much? Right? That's always the funny thing. People will defend the drag queen events, and they'll say, well, this has nothing to do with kids. They're not targeting children. They're not going after the kids. Nothing like that's going on. Yet they get super mad when we ban the kids from going. If you didn't want to show the kids your bare butt cheeks, why do you get so mad when we tell you that you cannot show the kids your bare butt cheeks? See, the reality is they were just lying. They were just lying the entire time. It was always their agenda to show these children their butt cheeks. It's some freakish evil attempt to corrupt the minds of the youth. But anyways, the biggest takeaway of this isn't the outright degeneracy of these drag queens. Instead, the biggest takeaway of this whole thing is basically the blueprint on how to defeat them. Because we've now shown in Missouri and probably now in Florida that when you get law enforcement involved, it's really weird. Criminals don't like that. People who are actively breaking the law, they really don't prefer to have the police there in the location in which they're going to be breaking the law. So if you happen to hear that that one of these events is happening... First and foremost, always feel free to contact me. You can contact me and say, hey, Victor, this is coming to my backyard, and I'll do what I can. I don't have the network you know, there like I might in my own backyard, but I'll do, I'll do what I can. I'll try and help as much as I can and spread the word and etc. But first and foremost, you get the word out. Contact your representatives, contact your senators, and then hit the venue hard. Hit the venue hard, hit their reviews, go after them, and then... Get the police involved. And you know, to anybody out there, this is kind of a perfect segue. To anybody out there who is a conservative and will tell me, Victor, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't go after the venue. You shouldn't hit the venue's reviews and blah, 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 blah. You should be nicer than that. We conservatives, we don't cancel people. We conservatives, we don't try and ruin people's livelihoods. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. If somebody is going to make a concentrated effort to host an event where it will put children in danger, where they'll expose children to pornographic and sexual material, I'm going to do everything I have to do to destroy that event and stop it from happening. And if part of that is that I have to go and leave some negative, some nasty reviews on their Facebook page, I'll do that and sleep well at night. See, there's nothing inherently immoral about telling the community not to do business with a place because they've done something that is horribly wrong. We can cancel people. I know there's this natural aversion within the conservative movement. There's this natural aversion uh, toward, you know, like we don't want to actually do things that work. We we don't want to become effective. We don't want to fight back and push back in an effective way. We'd much rather gather a bunch of people to go sing the Star Spangled Banner out in the parking lot. But at the end of the day, that hasn't worked very well. I would much rather actually enforce the laws on the books, get the police involved. And I would also really like to tank these businesses and show them that in this capitalist economy we live in, when people find out that you prey on children, they don't want to do business with you. They don't like doing business with a company that has that has exposed children to pornography. There's nothing immoral about going after them. 
Because what we're doing is we're protecting everything that is innocent and pure and good. We're not doing what the liberals do, right? I can already hear people saying, well, if we cancel them, then we're just like them. If we do what they're doing, then we're no different than them. It's that same stupid Disney Channel public school bullcrap of if you punch the bully back, if you punch back and you hit the bully after he hit you first, if you punch him back, oh, then you're just as bad as the bully because you're doing the same thing that he's doing. You're punching someone and that's the bad, that's the bad thing. No, punching someone is not the bad thing. Fighting back is not the bad thing. Just because we both happen to be punching doesn't mean that we are equals. It doesn't make me the bully if I punch the bully back. It would make me a bad person. It would make me the bully if I started bullying people. Right? The same exact stupid Disney Channel logic. I'd love to see how people apply that to war. Right? Whenever, whenever the Japanese in the 1940s, when they bombed Pearl Harbor, and then we went and waged war in the Pacific, did these hippy-dippy Disney Channel public school dorks come out and say, well, we shouldn't be bombing them. We're just as bad as they are. No. They killed them. They went and fought the war in the Pacific because they understood if you want to get rid of evil, you have to actually fight against evil. It's not enough to just stand there in the street and interlock arms and sing patriotic songs. You actually have to go out and do things. Whether we have a natural aversion to doing that or not is irrelevant. If you're more turned off by the thought of actually going and pushing back and, and leaving a negative one-star review on a Facebook page, if you're more turned off by that than you are the thought of children being exposed to a grown man humping another man while they both wear prosthetic breasts, you've got your priorities wrong. You've got your priorities horribly, horribly askew. It's time that we push back. It's time that we fight back in a meaningful and actually significant way. So I, I didn't mean to get off on this tangent and jump up on a soapbox and talk about how conservatives need to actually fight back, but we do. Conservatives actually have to fight back. We haven't been willing to do this for far too long, and I think part of it's rooted in a, a little bit of a laissez-faire, libertarian, socially libertarian-style perspective that we just live and let live. We don't stop people. We don't. We believe what we believe, and they believe what they believe. And who are we to tell them what's right and wrong? Well, let me tell you, we are rational, functioning adults that have a pretty good handle on things. We understand that showing your bedongadong to a child isn't exactly wholesome, family-friendly entertainment. And if they're going to advocate for that, I'm going to advocate against them. It's the same, it, it makes perfect sense. It's the same thing that has protected the innocent since the beginning of time. Using the power and influence that you have against that which is evil and immoral and corrupt and degenerate, that's not a bad thing. That's what good people do. Good people use whatever power and influence they have against what is evil in life. That doesn't make you a bad person, it makes you a good person. Anyways, I don't know how we got... I don't know how we got to this point um, in this podcast. I'm trying to think of any other real quick stuff to, to shove in here. I don't want to do another super long podcast. I know the last two weeks, both podcasts have been uh, relatively long. I guess I will touch briefly on the $1.7 trillion stimulus bill. Absolutely ridiculous. The amount of pork, the amount of stupid 
garbage that can be found within the 4,165, I think, pages. Uh, it's 4,100 and something, but 4,165, I, I believe, or maybe 44. That's what it is. 1,000. Uh, four, goodness gracious, I'm getting all I'm getting all mess, mixed up. But anyways, thousands of pages. You get the point. The exact number is not specific. It was thousands, or the exact number is not important. Excuse me. It was thousands and thousands of pages. Not a single member of Congress read it. Nobody in the country knows exactly what has been shoved into this bill. We're thirty-one trillion dollars in debt. And the federal government waltzed on into the room, smacked you across the face, grabbed your checkbook, and wrote out a $1.7 trillion spending bill. These people are absolutely stupid. You know, if, if you or I were, you know, uh, let's say a million dollars in debt, and we just kept continuing to spend our money and never paying back our debtors, the federal government would put us in jail. But because they do it, well, that's that's absolutely fine. And they spent millions of dollars that were just completely wasted. They spent like $65 million on salmon, like the fish. They just felt like spending 65 some odd million dollars in salmon. They, they spent millions of dollars in pet programs in the Middle East for like lesbian this and lesbian that and studying the way parrots act on drugs and the dumbest things you've ever heard of courtesy of the American taxpayer. These people hate you. They actually legitimately hate you. They hate your country. They hate you. And they are a massive, massive problem. We have to unelect them. We have to continue to fight the good fight. But anyways, that's all I got to say. That's all we have for uh, for the, a little bit of a wrap-up of this week. I hope you guys liked the podcast. If you did, you know what to do. But until next time... Keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. God bless. Support Victor at thegoon.local.com today.